0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Technically Speaking. I'm Lorcan Neal.
1: And I'm Alicia Thomas.
0: And today we're going to talk about whether student athletes should be paid. This has been a hot button issue now for some time as the NCAA and colleges and states around the country deal with the idea of whether student athletes should be able to profit from their name, their image, their likeness, so much so that some states are even beginning to take action by themselves. So today we're really going to delve into this topic, rip it apart and see exactly what's happening around the country, what's happening at different universities, uh, what the future looks like for, whether student athletes will be paid. Um, And to do that, we have brought in a very special guest. Our first guest here, Technically Speaking, I'd like to welcome Ken Spate, Technician Sports Editor, to our show.
2: Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited to to talk about this because it's a very, very difficult issue.
0: Yes, thank you for being here. There's a lot going on even this week. You had Governor Gavin Newsom out in California sign Senate Bill 206, the Fair Pay to Play Act, where he basically said that in the state of California, student athletes can use their image names and likeness to make money. So so that's already one state that's taken action on this issue um, and defies NCAA bylaws that are likely set up to legal challenges and that could reach amateur sports as a whole.
2: Yeah. So really the big problem here is that the NCAA is based on this idea of amateurism and that student athletes shouldn't be able to make money while playing in college. And there's a lot of different sides to this. It's a really complex issue and there's a lot of different opinions that, have been all over social media as of you know the last couple of weeks and really of the last you know decade of discussing this. But the argument is that the NCAA and conferences like the ACC and the SEC and all the other ones and and the schools for sure are making millions and billions of dollars on the back of student athletes and particularly football and basketball because those are the revenue sports. They get right. the TV deals and all that stuff. So the big problem is that a lot of people are saying the student athletes should get some compensation for how popular they make
0: these conferences and the ncaa as a whole so right but isn't the isn't some of the problem that some critics of say providing compensation to these athletes say that they're already getting a free education
2: right so that's one of the main arguments against it is that they're getting free education in most scenarios in most student athletes in their cases they're not getting a full ride so there are a lot of student athletes on scholarship that are getting a certain percentage of their tuition and their cost of living in college paid for but there's a small percentage of those that are getting it completely
0: for free right because some of the lesser sports have to like split scholarships don't they
2: right so it really depends on the sport they play but even then like football has you know 50 some odd guys on a roster more i don't remember what it is but there's more players on that team than there would be for some of the lesser sports anyway so they might have more scholarship money but it's probably split among
0: higher number of athletes Okay, so what is the argument then for allowing student-athletes to be paid? Because at the end of the day, they're still students and they're still technically amateurs. So if we're going to allow them to make money, doesn't that violate the whole idea that the NCAA wants to uphold, which is that they're students first.
2: Yeah, that that's pretty much exactly it, is that it goes completely against what the NCAA stands for and what they've worked to uphold for the last century of you know running college athletes. And the Senate Bill 206 in California basically says that student athletes will be able to profit on their images, their name, and their likeness. So that means they can be in ads, they can get sponsorship deals and use their name to make money and not necessarily get a salary or a wage for being an athlete but just based on how popular they are so for instance the best example I can think of ever in college sports is Zion Williamson Last year, he went to Duke. He came into Duke with 1.7 million followers on Instagram before even touching a college campus. He was insanely popular. He was the second highest recruit in that class coming out of high school. He went first overall in the NBA draft. But while he was at Duke, Duke probably sold hundreds and thousands of jerseys with his name on it, and he got nothing. Duke played in every primetime game ever for the entire season and he got nothing. Right.
0: Just cause Zion, those, those Zion craziness exactly. was like everywhere. That's
2: what it was called. It was like the Zion effect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like everywhere Zion went, he sold out wherever he was. Every single place. It, it doesn't matter who Duke was playing the right. entire like even away games. Right. The entire arena was sold out. So that was the whole thing was that Zion is in college. He's a one and done. There's no way he stays at Duke more than one year, but he's not making any money until he gets to the NBA even though Duke is profiting immensely on his him being there the ACC profited on him being there the NCAA profited on him being a college athlete and he got nothing of it and there's so many instances of that of student of student-athletes that are popular enough to get these ads to popular enough to sell jerseys and get these deals that they would be able to make money off of but they're not allowed to some of the biggest stadiums in the world for football are college football stadiums michigan is the largest in the world ohio state's pretty close tennessee's pretty close to that so michigan has like a stadium that fits like one hundred and thirty thousand people like right yeah and these athletes that are playing in front of that many people and millions watching on tv and and streaming it and they don't get any of it and that's that's really the basics basis of like the argument that these athletes need to get paid in some way.
1: So what I'm seeing is that a lot of states like Florida and New York are also tr- starting to get behind the notion of wanting to pay student athletes. Why do you think that spread so much?
2: Yeah, so Florida proposed a similar bill, um, which actually could go into effect much sooner than the California bill. The California bill is set to go into effect in 2023. The Florida bill is actually could go into effect July of next year in 2020. So that bill is aimed at preventing the NCAA from like blocking student athletes for receiving compensation for their name. So a very similar bill. Um, New York is a little bit different in its origin. Uh, New York Senator Kevin Parker proposed that college athletes would be able to sell their name, image, and likeness. He also said, he added to that, he told ESPN that he added that it would also require college athletic departments To give 15% of the annual revenue to the student athletes, which would basically be a stipend or a wage or a salary of some sort that would go directly back to the athletes on top of being able to sell their name and likeness.
0: So that would help maybe level the playing field a little bit, for lack of better terms, in terms of a swimmer who might not be as famous as a Zion Williamson still being able to receive some kind of stipend from the university, given that they might not be able to sell their name or image for as much money as Zion could or somebody like that.
2: Right. So basically what what Parker was saying in New York was that he wanted to split that revenue, the 15%, over all the athletes at the college. So each athlete would get the exact same amount, which, you know, there's you know problems within that itself because...
1: The stipend would only be like $100 or something. Right,
2: yeah. You would have to split a, a large amount of money among hundreds, if not a thousand, like, I don't know how many athletes are at most Division One schools, but it's a lot of people to share that money between, even though it's 15% is still a lot because most colleges right. will make millions of dollars. So that's still a lot of money, but it's also, do you pay the football players the same as the soccer players? And do you pay the soccer players the same as the baseball, softball players? So like there's there's so many different avenues to that because each sport has its own popularity. right? And in, New- in North Carolina, to bring it back to NC State's campus, uh, Representative Mark Walker, Proposed the Student Athlete Equity Act in March and basically saying the same thing, of which they need to share, be able to sell their name and their image because every other American has the opportunity to do so. The only group that is banned from doing
0: that is student athletes. The only group. Right. Because if you're a student, say at NC State, who just had a trending, you know, YouTube channel, you could sell out to Red Bull, you could sell out to, I don't know, Apple or whatever, so they could put ads on your show or that you, you know, it's sponsor their merch in your videos, but student athletes can't. Do that, even though they have such a platform to do that, that so many students don't have, yet they're barred from doing, it, which I think is a really interesting kind of intersection between kind of economic freedom as well as personal freedom, because this is an issue that's not really polarized. Like, this issue does have some bipartisan support, in that, you know, Democrats support it because it allows for, you know, more equality for the student athletes to be able to, you know, live a little bit more of a prosperous life while they're in college and not, you know, be struggling to get by. And then, of course, Republicans favor it because there's economic freedom of it and that, you know, you shouldn't be restricted from you're going to make money off of yourself being able to make money off of your own name and picture. I mean, that seems so simple to me and I don't under- really understand why the NCAA is still holding out on this.
2: Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons we saw multiple bills come up from states so quickly is because both parties, Democrats and Republicans alike, support this bill for different reasons or, you know, the idea for right. different reasons. So the, the biggest thing for the NCAA is that more and more states are going to do this, and it's going to continue to you know pass these uh, in rapid fashion because most people will support it, and that's a massive problem for the NCAA because they're built on this idea of amateurism. And what they've even said that there needs to be changes, and I know that's probably a, a PR way of trying to calm everybody down, but they're saying that there needs to be changes within this idea, but they need to do it at a national level is their argument because otherwise you're going to have 10 states that have this law and 10 states that have this law and 30 states that are still under the NCAA rules of not allowing athletes to profit. So then you have right. different colleges and different states all over the place where they all have different laws and different rules and the NCAA in that at that point will not be able to you know make it even. Like it it's they won't almost, be able
0: to govern effectively.
2: Right. It's almost impossible to do it at that point because every state is different. It and sounds s-
1: like it's very important for the NCAA to get on this and realize that this is a timely issue because it sounds to me like players are getting a lot more profitable in this day and age with social media, with ads and sponsorships and just athletes becoming better at their sports a lot younger.
0: Well, I mean, it also raises the problem that you're going to end up having, like Camden said, is kind of fractured issue across the country. I mean, the ACC spans how many states? Yeah, like the entire East Coast. Right. so. So North Carolina has a different law than Virginia when it comes to student athletes being paid, that's already not only going to make the ACC really hard to give them for the NCAA, but it's also going to make the decision on where a student athlete attends college that much more difficult or that much more unfair. Because if you can go to a college that's going to offer you a higher stipend to go play there, why wouldn't you go play there? So you I think you're going to get even more inequality between athletic programs because you're going to have huge massive programs like Clemson and Alabama who bring in billions of dollars who could potentially pay their athletes more than somebody like an NC State who while we are a still a big program, we still don't have anywhere near the resources that they do.
2: Yeah, the NCAA wants to even the playing field across all sports. They want everyone to have the same opportunity. The problem is, I think if they don't do anything about this issue, it will be less even than it is now. Because if, like you said, if if California can pay players and, you know, the rest of the states can't, all the good players are going to California. All of them. It's not even close. The top athletes, they know they're going to be in the NFL. They know they're going to be in the NBA or the MLB. But they're going to go to a school that can pay them while they're playing there and if they if the ncaa doesn't jump on this issue and honestly it might already be too late to do anything about it then they might lose like authority altogether because if they can't if it's impossible to take all these different schools and all these different states under one governing body because there's too many different rules the ncaa is basically done with what it stands for and another organization could take its place
1: so do you think in the near future or a distant future ncaa will cease to exist essentially
2: It's possible. I mean, I think I think the NCAA, the base of what it stands for is being threatened and it's being threatened in a way that change is going to happen. So if the NCAA doesn't change with that, then they will have no other purpose to to be there. I mean, they they have, you know, all the members, all the schools are under the NCAA. But if the NCAA continues to push something that people don't stand for anymore, then they're going to the NCAA is going to stop
0: being the governing body. Right. I mean, the NCAA is right the. The risk that they won't be able to support student-athletes and that's always been their main goal as student-athletes. Right. However, they're not evolving with what a student-athlete means exactly. in the 21st century. Exactly. So I think that's a really great point that, you know, student-athletes really aren't amateurs anymore. These are people who are gonna go professional. These are people who ha- should have every right to make money off of their name. Um, and where the responsibility of the NCAA should be now is instituting either a national program or instituting some kind of system that's going to allow allow for more equity among all college athletes, right? how their stipends would be paid by the university, how they can market off of themselves. Um, so I think as this issue evolved, like you said, the NCAA isn't evolving with it. So unless it evolves and kind of gets with the 21st century and where we are at now in collegiate sports, um, I also think it's really, you know, it's on life support right now in terms of what the NCAA really can do. Because like we already have seen this week in the past, states are going to pass what they want to pass. Yeah. I mean, if they have the support in the General Assembly, if they have the support in Congress, they can pass laws without the NCAA doing anything. They can challenge it in court, but... Uh,
2: That's another thing is that the NCAA has been very successful in court. Okay. So... It is possible that the NCAA could win some of these battles in court based on states wanting to pay athletes. It'll be really interesting to see how that plays out because you have an entire, you know, government of a state wanting to pass this bill. But the NCAA, a nonprofit organization, is saying that they can't do that. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in court because the NCAA has been successful thus far. But again, like even still, that's a, a major problem for the NCAA to have that many people opposing what they stand and for in general
1: right how much revenue does the ncaa make per year
2: i don't have the updated for like this past year i think in 2017 the ncaa made 1.7 billion dollars wow. so
1: what does that go to
2: yeah so that's kind of the question is that the ncaa is a nonprofit, so all the money theoretically goes back into helping conferences and colleges you know better their athletic programs mm-hmm. um for instance like the acc they made a little less than 500 million million dollars in 2017-18 year and 30 million of that went to NC State. So NC State got 30 million dollars just from the ACC because the ACC shares 90 percent of its revenue with the schools that make the revenue. Mm-hmm. Now the problem is the colleges aren't sharing the revenue that they make mm-hmm. and the revenue they get from the ACC with the people that make them revenue and that's the student-athletes. Right.
1: So what I'm seeing is I just went on their website they make 844.3 million dollars on Division One men's basketball alone. Mm-hmm. and 216.6 million goes to sport sponsorship and scholarship funds but the rest of it does it go towards funding athletic programs at each or at different schools
2: i'm sure a portion of it does but the ncaa even though it is a non-profit it it also is trying to make money, and that it can pay their employees right. and stuff like that. So I'm sure a portion of the rest of it does go back to the athletic programs at colleges. But when by the time you split that money by a thousand one hundred colleges in the NCAA, then it's right. almost nothing. I mean, it's it's a lot. I'm sure it's a lot still, but you split it among that many people, and it's just not like it doesn't get back to the student athletes in any significant way. Right. Like the the scholarships. Uh, there was a stat. It was the top 10 schools um, by revenue they averaged 144 million dollars in revenue a year just the top 10 schools and their scholarship amount was only 12 million average so the the big difference of these athletes are getting free education they're getting paid to go to college because it's free first of all only a portion of them is completely free also these schools are making the top 10 at least making almost 150 million dollars in revenue and only 12 million is going to scholarships and for the student-athletes to be there.
1: Do you think the fact that athletes that play in college cannot be paid prevent a lot of athletes from coming to college in general?
2: Uh, It depends. There's some sports don't allow players to go right out of high school Mm -hmm. and that's the big problem of these student-athletes are theoretically being forced to go to college for a year. Like the, the the NBA the age requirement is basically one year removed from high school. So they have to go to college for a year. That's what Zion did. It's a one and done. He goes to college for a year and then he leaves and gets drafted. Football, you have to go for three years. So football, even more so, they're forced to go to college. Technically they could go play amateur level somewhere else. In the NBA, more college basketball players now are skipping college and going overseas. It's still not like a significant portion, but it's a possibility of these athletes doing that. In baseball, you either get drafted out of high school or you go to College for three years There's no in between You don't have an option in between But one thing The NBA They implemented this One and done policy In 2007 And Before that One instance Of a similar To what Zion Could have done LeBron James Went straight to the NBA At that point in time It wasn't a big deal Because you know There's a small portion Of these athletes Did that anyway But LeBron James Basically said now And his His show The shop Is on HBO The The governor of California Signed that bill On on his show. It was a segment on the show where he right. actually signed it. Wow. And LeBron James has been one of the people stepping out against the NCAA and saying these athletes need to be compensated, mm-hmm. among, you know, on hundreds of other people that high profile people. But LeBron James said he skipped college because he needed the money. He said he would have loved to go to college. It would have been fun. He would have been really good and probably dominated everybody. Right. But he skipped because he needed the money. His mom didn't have any money. He wanted to make sure his mom was taken care of. But LeBron James, like Zion did, would have sold out everything. He would have, that school, whatever he went to, I think he said, you know, Ohio State or Duke probably would would have been the the colleges that school would have made millions just off of him being there because he was a high profile recruit right and you know that problem is now the, the nba is set in this rule so these athletes have to go to college so the nba is the best example of these high profile recruits that w- could make money off of their image and aren't able to
1: so ncaa says that they can get a free education but like can they actually take advantage of it
2: yeah that's the one of the big issues that stu- that professional athletes that have been in college have said, uh, Richard Sherman, who's a cornerback in the NFL, he said he went to college in the Pac-12 conference. I think he went to Stanford. Yeah. He said that there is no way student athletes can take advantage of this because these student athletes are working at being an athlete for, you know, 30 to 50 hours a week, whatever it may be. And at that point, you're just exhausted. You're too exhausted to do anything else. Like that's like practically a full-time job. And- some sense of it and it's all you know physical labor not all of it technically there is some like you know watching film and meetings and stuff like that but a good portion of it is on the field working out actually being you know an athlete and playing these games when all those hours are going to like manual labor and you think that these student athletes are like okay yeah I'm gonna go back to to my dorm after practice and I'm gonna study for a test I have tomorrow no it's not possible like these student athletes are working this hard we work we're employees of you know NC state technically we're students we work 10 to 20 hours a week whatever you guys work and it's even then it's we seem like exhausted of working this much yeah i right. cannot imagine having but, to go to practice yeah and then, like student oh, physical like, like, like study walking for around my count test enough for me yeah <laughs> yeah student athletes are doing these like physical jobs where like if i did it for an hour i'd probably be exhausted an hour a week And they do it for 30 to 50 hours a week, and then they're supposed to go study just as hard as everyone else does when some students might not have jobs, some students have part-time jobs. But these student-athletes are, like, are being taken advantage of and then expected to put in the same work as all the other students? No.
1: And we're seeing a bunch of negative outcomes coming from that, too, because, I mean, the biggest example any i'm sure any of us can think of is unc chapel hill when for 18 years athletes took fake classes to boost their gpa to be able to compete in the ncaa um you know can you blame them no
2: like (laughs) like the and UNC Chapel Hill is not the only example they're just the only one that got caught at a significant level. You know 18 years of fake classes is a big deal but I mean these student athletes are are coming to these colleges and you know they they need to be able to play and to play they have to have a certain GPA and to have a certain GPA you have to do well in classes and if they don't have the time to study for those classes they can't
0: do well in those classes. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean the NCAA is dying by its own sword. Right.
2: Exactly. Like UNC they made these fake classes. I pretty sure they were technically open to all students but mostly student athletes are the ones that took them and they basically just had fake classes so that they could boost their GPA when they don't have time to study for you know you, you want to take 12 to 15 credit hours and also work 40 to 50 hours a week and physical go labor. Have to Go play games all weekend like. And that's another thing they have they travel all the time you know yeah. different sports travel a different amount but football travels every week basketball travels sometimes multiple times a week sometimes during exam time like I, I've seen NC State play Play tournaments in the Bahamas and wherever during exams and it's like if the NCAA actually cared about student-athletes and their grades right. they wouldn't have <laughs> tournaments during exam because right. these student-athletes should be studying and should be getting grades in in classes
1: and genuinely should be getting compensated for the time the time spent you know supporting the institution itself whether it's supporting, through a stipend promoting. or through their name and likeness and additionally student athletes are some student athletes are getting being paid under the table like let's not forget
2: (laughs) everywhere Everywhere, Dennis Smith Jr. The example right. at NC State. Who knows exactly what happened there? Whether NC State was involved or whatever. But Dennis Smith Jr. Supposedly got forty thousand dollars to come to NC State, maybe from Adidas because they're in Adidas school, whatever it was. But Dennis, like forty thousand, isn't even like a lot compared to some of the other recruits. And you know, most schools right now are just aren't getting caught because I'm sure it happens everywhere across the board. And, you know, more and more colleges are getting caught. The scandal that happened in the past year revealed, you know, a dozen colleges or whatever it was. But it it practically happens everywhere, whether it's a little bit or a lot, like 40,000. But NCAA rules say like they're not allowed to accept anything over like 20 bucks, like anything that has a value over $20, like a stake. Like you can't take a student athlete out to like a steak restaurant if you're like, you know, you know, a scout or like whatever. yeah like You just you, you, you can't do that. Like it's not allowed. And even that small sum of money is like insane right. to think about. And going yeah. back to like evening the playing field, I wanted to add this in NCAA football and division one. There's been 97 five star recruits out of high school in the last three years, 55 of them. So more than half have gone to Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State or LSU. Wow. So the it more than half of the top recruits are going to those five schools. And what are the top 5 teams in the country? Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, and LSU. There's no surprise there. There, That shouldn't be a surprise. They're getting the best players and, you know, there's development, whatnot. But the argument could be that if you start to pay players, especially on a point where each school gets a certain amount of money, a salary to pay players, even though that's not necessarily, might not be the best option, it could actually even the playing field more. Because why would a four-star or even like a low five-star recruit go to Alabama and be a backup? for 3 years before he can actually start when they can go to NC state they can go to Arizona whatever some other lesser division 1 school and be the highest paying athlete there in the highest paid and then still play and still be the starter you right. know that that makes sense that the athlete would do that because you can go to a division 1 school still and be the starter and get paid more than you would as a backup at Alabama
0: right but again this comes back to the same fundamental problem that to have a change like that is going to require the NCAA to actually make wide-sweeping reforms at the national level.
1: Right, and they um, have to think about how it's all going to be administered. Will it create less incentive to go to class? Will it create a huge disparity in revenue from like top sports to smaller sports, such as in that, including women's sports? And if star, star players are getting paid a lot more than you know lower players and scholarships and all of that. It creates a lot of
0: questions, There's but a lot like, of- that's the NCAA's job, is to figure this
2: out. Yeah, I'm mean, not. Among- whole i'm not gonna pretend like this is an easy answer like, right. this right. is like insanely complex more than i have even done research on but it seems necessary based on how much money they make right and you know one of the big reasons they stopped making ncaa video games was because they had put a student athlete on the cover and the student athlete wouldn't get anything for being on the cover of a video game like nothing so like there's so many questions that it arises of like does do you keep scholarships like at all if you pay athletes Should they even Have scholarships
1: Right yeah.
2: Should you Like you said Should you pay Revenue sports More than you should Pay non-revenue sports Or Olympic sports That is And you know The whole There's a bit In the news Recently as well The women's national team And the men's national team With a right. pay difference Do you pay Men's basketball More than women's basketball You know Economically You would say yes Because you know March Madness alone Brings in almost A billion dollars Of revenue You know For the men's Basketball tournament But it's also They're doing the same job It's you know Practically the same thing. Why would you pay men's, the men more than you pay the women if they're doing the same job? They're bringing hey. in more revenue. You know, same thing that happened with the national teams. Technically, I think, I don't know for sure, but I technically, I think the women's national team was had a higher percentage than the men's national team, but the men's national team bring in more money. So they got more money in salaries even though the women's national team had a higher percentage of the revenue that goes to them. So there's so many questions.
0: Yeah, and it's not, I mean, even makes me think of the Olympics, right? Where you have some sports in the Olympics that allow professionals to play in such as women's soccer but then you go to baseball and professionals aren't allowed to play either or professionals aren't allowed to play in the Olympics whereas in other sports they are so I mean this is a really complex issue that I don't know
1: I can barely fathom as someone who's not really closely associated to sports. but it sounds like it's just gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger until it kind of just explodes because exactly
2: it might just explode like who knows what's actually gonna happen but these states continue to implement these bills and these laws and if the NCAA doesn't do much about it then it's gonna just create two sides of power that almost has no resolution and you know college sports aren't going to go anywhere i don't think you know there there is some people that say college sports might just disappear i don't think that's going to happen There's too much money for there's, that to happen that's there's, and there's so just much such money. a big yeah.
1: cult following yeah people would exactly stampede
2: yeah like the the atmospheres in college football stadiums and like the number of people that watch college sports is insane and you can't like take that away but you can can allow the players to make money off of being the ones these fans are watching right like in in any other business you know situation and any other business style like it would make zero sense to not pay the people that are making the money like Mm -hmm. without the athletes there is nothing the ncaa (laughs) says without the ncaa these athletes don't have a platform not at some degree probably but not in the complete sense of if the ncaa didn't have student-athletes the ncaa would not exist at all
1: right and the ncaa just needs to do a better job of representing the issues that are very pertinent and present in student-athletes lives like they should be compensated for what they're doing
2: in the past it's been professional athletes celebrities you know whatever you know people that are on tv they they've been the ones speaking out against the ncaa Mm -hmm. And the ones that have been saying these athletes should be paid and the NCAA didn't necessarily I'm sure they took it seriously, but you know, they didn't these people didn't have any power You know a professional athlete says that it's like so what? You know, they were in college for a while. They didn't get paid. Now they're a professional athlete. They don't have any power to change anything. Now the government is getting involved and the state government is getting involved. And now the NCAA has actual power they have to deal with in this issue. Right. It used to be, you know, just a, peop, a bunch of people saying that they need to do this. Now it's the law saying
0: they need to do this. And the NCAA is definitely going to come back. Yeah, it used with to be court. kind of this more moral ethical what should we do now it's becoming what's equitable yeah what needs what what needs to be done so i guess my final question for you is we've talked about this issue at depth now so five years from now are college athletes being paid at
2: some level yes i don't think it's and, and this will go into my opinion too i don't think salaries and wages are the answer because that's it's too complex for this point in time. But I do think student athletes being able to get paid based on their image likeness and their name needs to happen. Like that's that almost seems like that should be a given in what all everybody else in the country is able to do that but student athletes are not. I don't think that salaries or wages are the answer right now because it's too complex and there's too many questions on who do you pay more? Mm -hmm. but the image needs to happen because of people like Zion Williamson and the fact that there was a huge thing about whether he should sit out in college
0: right because yeah. like
2: why would he go not get paid and get hurt especially and,
0: when he got injured there yeah at the end of the season when he blew out his shoe yeah I mean,
2: he came out of his shoe and if he had he, if he had had a career-ending injury or he, even just a major industry people would have injury. been irate just like the fact that he is risking his entire career to play in college for one year and not get anything for it and then he is an injury and he, he does he's not able to make that money in the nba right and you make a fair point and i and I just don't think that the image is a big deal like these student athletes if they have a following should be able to profit from it yeah and you know it's you know a little bit off topic but it's one of the reasons that the ncaa won't consider esports and governing esports because so many esports athletes are making money streaming right I and they don't want to like, have to deal right. with it so they they're like no we're not gonna we don't want to govern esports in college right now because these you know student athletes would be they're streaming and they're getting donations and they're getting money from youtube or twitch or wherever and the NCAA says they can't do that. So what they're going to start, they're going to be making money. Then they get to college and they can't make money. Like that doesn't make sense. Right. So there's just so many people speaking out against it that, and so many, you know, government, state governments getting involved. I think the image is like almost guaranteed in the near future. The problem with wages is, is going to, you know, and salaries is, you know, to be seen. But mm-hmm. my opinion right now is get the image out, the name out, the, liken- the likeness out, and like let them profit off that. The rest of it we can look at later, but the NCAA is making too much money to not give back in some way. So right. in the, maybe not five years, but in the long-term future, some part of that revenue is going to go back to the student-athletes in some way. I know it's not, you know, the image isn't from the NCAA, which needs to happen now, but in some future. World, these student athletes should get paid in some way.
0: Well, the future of the NCAA is in question uh so hopefully we answered a few questions for you and kind of shined a light a bit on this topic i want to thank camden again for being here yeah thank you guys uh, so much for inviting me on yeah and if you want to hear anything nc state sports related don't forget to head over to technician.com or look up first in tech on spotify or apple that's our sports podcast that y'all run that's really awesome y'all put out at least an episode every thursday that there's a football game so if you want to hear everything sports nc state related go over and check out first in tech and with that i'm Lorcan neal
1: And I'm Alicia Thomas. And
0: this is Technically Speaking.